22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. As of right now, we're three episodes away from lucky number 100, and we're still figuring things out. Welcome to the show that puts the G in geek, or orgasm, but definitely not GG. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 97, I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who has so many aliases given to him by me, and he's probably critiqued them all, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Yep. Uh, blackmail is such an ugly word. I prefer extortion. The X makes it sound cool. <laughs> is that Brannigan? Nah, Bender, man. Who else can extort? And as always, on the other side of me is the man of little words and many sound effects. RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. You know, the other day I was walking through an art gallery and I saw the, the picture of the screen, the painting. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like wondering, what the hell did he see that made him scream like that? Just his face contorted and everything. <laughs> and then I saw Donald Trump and I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> wow, all that for a Trump joke? Wow. Well, at least he didn't go... Oh, and you can, of course, give yourself the first rim shot. <laughs> Look at you servicing yourself first. All the time. Look at this guy. All the time. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to do some cramming. Within this one hour, we're going to briefly discuss the results of the Marvel comic miniseries Civil War II, The Electric Boogaloo. Then we will <laughs> review the new DC animated movie, Justice League Dark. But before all that, MFG has to get some stuff off his chest. I mean, how else is he going to fit in those medium shirts of his? But the stuff on his chest isn't just chest hair. It's nerd news, or we like to call it quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. And Ralph and Cap. Yeah, I want to see how quick this is going to be with Cap talking. Oh, really? Here we go with the half an hour prologue. Here we go. Racers, start your uh, engine. <laughs> let's get all the depressing stuff out of the way. Deaths. I'm tired of it. You're tired of it. But it keeps happening. So here we go. Uh, celebrated film and TV actor Miguel Ferreira died on January 19th. For, uh, Ferreira will be remembered for his film roles in Iron Man 3 and the original RoboCop, as well as his TV performances in Crossing Jordan and NCIS Los Angeles. That's my show! Yep. Fans, of, anim- yep. Fans of animated <laughs> superhero shows will recognize Ferreira's voice talents from Young Justice as Vandal Savage, oh. Jackie Chan Adventures as Shadow Khan King, yep. and Justice League The New Frontier as The Martian Manhunter. Yep. As the eldest child of actor Jose Ferreira and singer-actress Rosemary Clooney, he was also the cousin to actor George Clooney. Which I uh, did not wow. know. Yeah, cool. Miguel Ferreira died from throat cancer. He was 61. So he was kind of young. Yeah. Uh, we also peace. have that uh, acclaimed actor John Hurt died on January 25th. Hurt became a prominent film actor after starring in A Man for All Seasons in 1966, then became a household name after starring in Midnight Express in 1978, Alien in 1979, and The Elephant Man in 1980, oh, as well as 1984 in 1984. <laughs> Hurt is loved by sci-fi fantasy fans for his performances in Spaceballs from 1987, where he basically reprised his alien role, uh, V for Vendetta, Hellboy, and as the war doctor in Doctor Who, Day of the Doctor. That was him. Yeah. Uh, Hurt fought and beat pancreatic cancer in 2015, which was the same year he was knighted by Queen Elizabeth, but he still suffered ill effects afterwards. Uh, John Hurt died at his home from undisclosed causes. He was 77. So he's Sir John Hurt. Yes. Wow. Well, as long as, yeah, because he's, yeah, he is English. So yeah, he's a sir. Like if you, like if you get knighted and you're not English, you can't use the title outside of England. I That's think. bullshit. Or something like that. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> really? Because I use my title all the time. What? Jerk. Tech. Douche. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I go to the Starbucks, I make sure they write the tech. 
Sir Ralph. They always said, they always yell, the dick? (laughs) Where's that dick? (laughs) That's when you're by the fucking stand, Mike. (laughs) And lastly, TV icon Mary Tyler Moore died on January 25th. She was famous for her small screen roles, uh, co-starring with uh, Dick Van Dyke on The Dick Van Dyke Show from 1961 to 66, for which she won two Emmys, and uh, headlining The Mary Tyler Moore Show from 1970 to 77, for which she won three Emmys, as well as her Best Actress Oscar-nominated performance in Ordinary People. Mary Tyler Moore died from cardiopulmonary arrest after having contracted pneumonia. She was 80. She, she was a pioneer in the television industry, yeah. especially in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, she really was. Wait a sec. They made a movie out of the John Legend song? I don't know that song. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Oh, please. Wait. Two, two rim shots that were so undeserving. Mike, please keep going before he starts pressing buttons again. God damn. Fuck well, you. Fuck you. Speaking of dying, uh, Warner Brothers' The Flash might not be able to move at the speed of light, but it is rapidly approaching the failure barrier. What? Yeah. According to Variety, the studio has enlisted screenwriter Joby Harold for the... I'm sorry, for a page one rewrite. Now, for the hoes at home that are unfamiliar with screenwriting jargon, a page one rewrite is when a different writer or team is brought in to create an entirely new draft of a script or make substantial changes to characters, story, or structure. Joby Harold is best known for penning Awake in 2007. Everyone remembers that movie. Right. Uh, And the upcoming film King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Ooh, that looks good. Yeah, so we don't know what we're getting out of this. Warner Brothers, The Flash is scheduled for release March 16, 2018. That film, I don't want to say it's cursed. I just think the the the, the Warner Brothers division of uh, superhero movies. I just feel like ever since BVS, it, it would be easier if we just if they just admitted that the Warner Brothers division really was run by Wacko Yakko and Doc. <laughs> it would make so much more. sense. It would. It totally would. <laughs> it's, it's a well kept secret. They just can't tell the public yet. Um, before you go on, I just want to say it's just so funny watching people defend the DC movie franchise. I'm like, guys, these are horrible movies. There's this yeah. guy, shout out to Kryptonite Rage. Um, he's a guy, tell him, check, check out the show every now and again. He's always like, you guys are so hard on the shows, which I understand. But he goes, the DC movies are great. I'm like, whoa, 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 great? I don't know about great. But watching people gush over these movies that yeah. are not that good, I'm they're, like, you guys are just desperate. Yeah, you, you want them to be good, but they're right. not good. They're barely passable. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's again, if you... It's fine if you say you like them, because again, I know I have lots of crappy movies that I like, but I know they're crappy movies. Just admit it. So tell me, yeah, you like that movie? Great. But admit that it's just not a good movie. Right. All right. right, Fine. I admit Tom Cats is not a good movie. Oh my God. But I enjoy it. And that's fine. 97 episodes and he finally admits it. All right. Well, I'll finally release your animals out of the prison I have them in. About time. (laughs) All right. He's still haunted by the stink of the big pile of T-Rex dung. J.A. Bayona, the director of Jurassic World 2, has heard the complaints and hints to a film that is more respectful of its lineage. According to Bayona, quote, what we're doing is a sequel to Jurassic World, but it's definitely the fifth chapter of a longer saga, end quote. Now, if you're wondering, Jurassic World director Colin Trevorrow is busy working on Star Wars 9, but he'll still be a producer and will collaborate with Bayona and Spielberg on the sequel. Hmm. Jurassic World 2 begins filming this March. Uh, Yeah, I'm not excited about it either. Is uh, my boy in it? I, I'm sure Pratt has to be back. I mean, I can't imagine he signed a one-movie deal. All right. But I, they haven't said yet. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not excited well, I mean, about it. Well, let's put it this way. Unless you're going to ignore what you just made, I mean, their whole premise, and I think I said it when we did the review, is dinos in combat. I mean, the, yeah. the, the park's destroyed. If you, let's just put it this way. If they rebuild that park, 
if there is a third island with another park on it, <laughs> so what what was the question I asked before we saw the movie and talked about it, and then after we saw the movie and reviewed it was who is insuring them every time they open the park, people die, and in this one, a massive amount of people have died. You know the question, our answer. Geico. I'm thinking Geico. we are <laughs> farmers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's what I'm thinking. They have seen a lot. So <laughs> yeah, they went to Allstate. The guy was like, "All oh, hell no," <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, I mean, think about it. like from the last one especially. I mean, the first Jurassic Park, a couple of people died. Da, 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 da. They can maybe cover that under employee whatever, and then espionage. This time, public. I mean, you figure at least dozens of people die. There's no way they have any money left. There's also no way that the government would allow them to open up for people again. Right. So really, that only leaves the military angle. And I'm like, I really don't want to see raptors fighting wars. You know. Well, come on, that would be awesome to see a raptor holding a machine gun and then shooting, and then a, a guy comes at him and he just bites his head off. Come on. I wish. Who the, doesn't I, want to? I see wish that. the audience me. could see the look that I'm giving you now. <laughs> He's giving me a look of admiration and. Uh, Respect. You are totally misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, for all you Fox X-Men franchise fans that have a hard-on for the upcoming Logan movie, keep your Viagra handy because this could potentially leave you flaccid. Uh, the film's director, James Mangold, has stated that Logan takes place in the year 2029, which is about five years following the epilogue of 2014's X-Men Day of Future Past. Right. Um, now, some unexpected information, however, has come from the film's star, Hugh Jackman, who stated, quote, when you see the full movie, you'll understand. Not only is it different in terms of timeline and tone, it's a slightly different universe. It's actually a different paradigm, and that will become clear. It's a standalone movie in many ways. It's not really beholden to timelines and storylines in the other movies, end quote. Now, I assumed after Jean Grey's appearance in the final scene of X-Men Days of Future Past that all the X-Men died in the Nova Flare needed to make her uh, <laughs> to make Tamika Jensen look young. But uh, perhaps things will be different in this film's universe. Logan opens March 3rd. I, I, I'm still pretty excited to see it. Oh, I'm not unexcited. I'm just, I just think it's weird that they're just like, yeah, this is just unrelated to everything we're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this. Do you think that they were tired of trying to tie everything in, and with all the back and forth of that universe to say, fuck it, let's just make something that's... I'm sorry, are you telling me they actually tried to tie their universe together? After watching those movies, they, they have so little in common with the, each other. The, well, they, they use a very loose needle and thread. <laughs> what I'm saying is now they're like, fuck the thread, we're just going to you know, yeah. call it a day. I mean, I just think it's just lame a little bit when you can't when you realize that you've created so many problems that you can't even just finish a franchise that you're just like yeah this is pretty much just a standalone movie so yeah. that so that for all the x-men fans this may not be the fate of the actual x-men nor logan yeah. right you know what i realized those movies are actually they took shit and threw it at a fan and the particles that split away that's the movie ah well there we go yeah that would explain a lot that more. is a gross but accurate analogy. What else, you, what else you got, Mike? All right, finally, Mark Millar, the writer of Marvel Comics 2007 Civil War miniseries, mm -hmm. found very little to love in the 2016 film Captain America Civil War. What? Yep, the kick-ass, wanted, and old man Logan Scribe expressed his criticisms and hopes for the film and MCU in his blog, Millar's World, uh, by saying, quote, Civil War had a good opening, 20 minutes, but then I honestly can't remember what the movie was about. It's interesting the Russos have a background in comedy because it's really missing in these otherwise well-made pictures and very, very missed. I really hope this bleakness doesn't extend into their two Avengers pictures because what made uh, the first Avengers work was the light as well as the shade, and I'll be sad if that's all lost like it was in this picture, end quote. 
No, did anyone else see the same movie Marauder Assault? That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't I was, recognize that. The first question I was going to say was, guys, do you guys agree? Because I don't. I totally disagree. No, I, I don't know what he was saying. And dude, your miniseries wasn't that great to begin with. <laughs> you know, it was fine, but it wasn't that great. You know, I was I was thinking about I was rewatching Civil War the other day, and if you really think about it, the movie is about two bros, right? Whose third bro comes in and ruins their bromance because they rekindle the other bromance. Right. And at the very end, the old bromance, you know, takes over the original bromance. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it is about <laughs> friendships and, oh and allegiances. But, I mean, the thing is, it's not like, what's the plot? Well, the plot is there's a bad guy that's out to destroy the Avengers. And he's doing that by pitting them against each other. And then yeah. even in the final scene. So I'm like, it's not really a hard plot there, dude. I don't know what he saw. I don't know. I, I don't know what he expected. And, and mind you, if you if anybody's ever read Mark Millar's work, I mean... He's, he's, written, he's written pretty good stuff, so I would figure he's a smart guy, or maybe it's just hate. I think it's hate. Uh, well, is that all your quick news? That is it. All right. Ralphie, what you got? Uh, I'm back, baby. That's it? That's you even, were back last show. That's even old news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted people to make sure you know that that was maybe a one-time thing, maybe. Uh, he's back. Hide the children. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> A little weird. <laughs> the the only quick news I have is not really quick news, but like kind of a quick heads up. Has anybody um watched Gotham and caught Jerome on the show? Yeah. No, not yet. Spoilers, Jerome's back. I'll say this. Well what you can say whatever you want to say about Gotham. That actor that I, yeah, you can say that. That actor is so spot on with the Joker. Oh, I love my his favorite. Work. He's my favorite Joker uh in recent time. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty fun to watch. And we don't even know if he's Actually, the Joker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I well, well dude, well, dude, I'm not gonna give away things away, but they've already done things that's happened in the comic a couple of years ago that they've done to this character now. Right, but they still won't say that he's the Joker, which is they won't they won't confirm. Right. Right. You're talking about the thing that happened to him with the yeah the yeah thing? yeah the thing of the thing. And then wow, I, Ralph's getting better. You see, this is spoiled. Exactly. Wow, you you okay, bro? Are you talking about how they topped off his hand? Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, so what you're saying is that with that news, you've just ruined that wonderful segue about Civil War by Mark Millar into right. the Civil War segment Pretty much. by putting Gotham in the way. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, did. I, I try my best, people. But, dude, you know I I'm, try to you line know, them up. You know I'm going to add quick news. You know I'm going to add my share. You're not the only one who has quick news. you got to remember that. I'm the only you one who has share. interesting You didn't learn news. how to share in kindergarten. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I look. learned how to kill in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbing kids with a pencil. That's just so sick. All right. So um, <clears throat> first, before we even get into, um, oh, wrong wrong note. All right. <laughs> we'll wait for you. Shit it. All right. So let's briefly, <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to briefly discuss um, the Marvel Comics miniseries Civil War Two. I think I believe you said episode 88, Ralph, was yeah. when we did ep- um, issues one through four. Way yeah. back in September. That's right. So it was a while. And mind you, we thought it was going to last longer. We thought that. Civil War was going to go to another a ninth issue, I believe. I think we had heard that. It is nine issues. Zero through eight. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was going to be another one. Right. No, no. I mean, well, it was zero. Another it, one? No, it was supposed to be eight issues, zero through seven. Right. Then they added a ninth issue. I thought, right. I thought they were going to add a ninth one. Well, well, in any event. They did. They did. <laughs> and, <laughs> with a synop- and with a synopsis of the second half, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy? Or I could be wrong. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, what? Up as a synopsis? No. Okay, there you go. If you just be quiet, <laughs> I could get on with it. Another one. <laughs> yeah, well, this is pretty much the the headlining from the last one with a little bit more changes. So Civil War II, written by Brian Michael Bendis, is the sequel to 2006's Civil War miniseries, which was written by Mark Millar. 
Civil War II is a nine-issue core series numbered from zero through eight, along with nine dedicated tie-ins and a host of ongoing title tie-ins. Now, whereas the 2006 series dealt with conflict between freedom and security, Civil War II is an allegory about the nature of determinism versus free will. The repercussions of Civil War II will be depicted in another miniseries titled Divided We Stand. Mm. Yay, synopsis! All right, Civil War II, a.k.a. Marvel's Auschwitz for superheroes of color. It pits brains against boobs as Tony Stark fights Carol Danvers for something that is supposed to seem socially relevant, but in reality is the crux of all law enforcement work. A a newly evolved inhuman named Ulysses Kane with the power to foresee villainous wrongdoings and other dangers before they happen is enlisted by S.H.I.E.L.D., which uses these visions to prevent those crimes. Now, things go well until War Machine, wearing his standard-issue ghetto Iron Man hand-me-down, attacks Thanos, <laughs> and surprisingly dies during the mission. Uh, and enraged, Yeah, exactly. An enraged Stark accuses S.H.I.E.L.D. of something akin to racial profiling for acting on these visions since the crime had not yet been committed, whereas S.H.I.E.L.D.'s basic premise for using the predictions lie in Danvers' unanswered question addressed to Stark, quote, a person comes up to you and says, that guy over there has a gun, and he said he's about to open fire. Do you go check it out, or do you say to yourself, well, I'll wait until he opens fire and see if that guy was right, end quote. Now, with so much mediocrity in eight issues, including the world's worst Law & Order episode, <laughs> the ninth issue payoff, payoff must be monumental. Oh, wait. Bendis wrote this. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. The second Warning. Half. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I was going to say that. Shout out to, St- to Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Um, fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> I was going to say that and you cut me right off. All right. So let's get right into it now that the, the warning button's out of the way. Ooh. The second half of Civil War. Um, it's funny because I was wondering when Bendis was going to get Bendisy. And for those who don't know what I'm referring to, I mean, he, Bendis is known for two good things. Um, repetitiveness in dialogue. And being human, knowing that he will eventually die. Uh, that's maybe a third. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the, the second is, is also, he, he builds up the story very slowly, and then it's rushed at the end. Yes. Yes, yeah. so that's been... Consistently. Did you feel like he did a Bendis thing for this book? Yes, yes. but I do feel that the ending was kind of filling, in a way. Filling? Really? Yeah. Really? really? Feeling like what? Like beer where it's like empty or like or like a good sandwich? I would say like a good sandwich. I had more like it was feeling like a bloating, like a bunch of gas trapped with diarrhea <laughs> and you can't find you, the bathroom. You and Ralph with the fucking feces jokes today, guys. <laughs> well, unfortunately, dealing with Bendis, that's often the case I get. It really was. The ending for me was like reverse diarrhea. It, really? it just, yeah, it just, well, which we will get to, but it just, I felt it was just crammed out of nowhere, literally. Um, this ending came too, so but we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. So well, we have we have to be quick because we still got to get to um, of course um, Justice League Dark, which I don't know if it deserves that much time or not, but we'll, we'll do that. Um, were there anything positive that that came out of this um, miniseries? Because you have at the end of um, issue four, you have the big fight getting ready to happen right on the helicarrier, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. and a Triskelion, yeah, same shit. <laughs> no, Triskelion's a building. I know. Helicarrier flies. I know. Building I know. stay put. I know. Helicarrier. Whoo! Wow, that and that's without the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're about to do, um, have this big battle, and one of the things that I mean, that, that, it didn't feel like the Civil War big battle. No, it didn't feel like a big battle at all. Actually, no. 
it, it felt like a bunch of people like bitch slapping at each other. No, it, it felt like what they described it as a playground brawl. Yeah, and not even a good one. Yeah, it's like <laughs> wasn't like a playground um, brawl for like you know like early high schoolers or you know your late junior high. It felt like one between recess, like, elementary, yeah, school. elementary, like first grade. Right. <laughs> um, That's my candy. Um, how about um, Ulysses, Ulysses' visions from then forward? How did you feel? Were they were they very integral to the story? Did you feel like they, it started getting tired and dumb? They they didn't do. I mean, they were just visions. But I mean, by this point, we're now like mired in the whole is uh, is Negro Spider Man going to kill Captain America? <laughs> you know, and and well, we know he's not. And then he doesn't, and he doesn't even come close to doing it. So it was just like so. That's that's when they realized that they're what ifs, not well, definites. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, at no point did Ulysses ever just say, "Well, let's put let's put it this way." He's telling you, "I'm seeing a vision of so and so doing blah blah blah." The well, fact that they stopped the person from doing blah 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 told them that they can always change the outcome. Yeah. So it's not like they did not know this wasn't possible. Right. And that vision, he didn't even tell them. He sh- like they experienced it. They right. Saw it. I think they were all tapped right. into him, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but you see what I'm saying though is it's not like wow, we just learned that we can change his prediction. They've changed every one of his predictions. Yeah. You know, like, you know, oh, I see so-and-so destroying this. Okay, so we stopped him ahead of time. So that means your prediction didn't come true. You know, it's, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, this became a big nothing, you know. And he was wrong about the lady that with the briefcase. Yeah, the, which, the which, banker. which we got all interested in and then found out no more. And so we don't really know if she was yeah. or not a Hydra. She, they could have found out. We have no idea. They which, just bagged it. Do you know if, if, if in any of the tie-ins they... I never, ever ever read any of the tie-ins if mm-hmm. you can't tell your story that you introduce plot points in yeah. then it is not important last thing we see from her is just nightcrawler rescuing her from the triskelion right and she's not even in, the, in where the battle is right we don't even know where she went yeah so that's what i'm saying like it's just it was just a pointless thing you know uh, the fact that uh well i it's still they never dealt with any more ramifications of hawkeye having killed the hulk and got off with it which Interestingly enough, and I know it sounds like an overreach, and it is. I'm not sitting here saying, like, this is what I believe, but I'm saying this is what it feels like. Reach. Yeah. Is that it's like, okay, you killed Bruce Banner, who is the Hulk, who is a, who, for lack of better words, is a superhero of color. Right. He is. And the white man got off for killing him. Oh, And and he didn't do anything to warrant being murdered. Right. I mean, according to Banner, he's like, you know, because you get that that lame excuse from Hawkeye, who, again, is not a metahuman. Always remember that. Oh, my eyesight is just keener than everybody else's, and I could see a fleck of green in his eye. You could have seen a leaf reflecting off of his <laughs> lens. <laughs> you know? True and he's like, so So basically, he kills a superhero of color and gets off. <laughs> I mean, he just did what Banner told him to. Yeah. Uh, well, he, well, he, well, he did what Banner told him to, but he got a little trigger happy. He, he you know, he, he well, I don't say it's a reach, but he, like, just jumped at the, at the first sight of a possibility of him turning into the Hulk when right. nothing had happened yet. Well, again, he's claimed, I saw that fleck of green in his eye. I don't know. I mean, most people have flecks of color in their eye. Maybe you just saw that. So, so, so now the body count is this. Hulk is um, dead. Hulk is dead. Rhodey. Um, Rhodey's dead. Another black man. She-Hulk uh, has changed. She's just crazy. Yeah, now she's kind and of angry. lost control. Yeah. Right. Um, now you have the young the young Avengers branching off. Right. So that's... Um, As the um, champions, right? Ma- Ma- Miles, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Ms. Marvel, um, Nova... Right. And to create the champions. Right. So so now you've got that. And I think that's the only, one of the only positive things that's come out of this. Yeah, I've heard that's supposed to be a good book. I it's a really it good book. I yeah. love the book. Even though it's written by a boy. I mean, it's drawn by a boy. Ugh. Roberto Ramos. Ramos. But, he, but he's, Ramos. Calmed, he's calmed down his Ramos. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. 
But I mean, I mean, other than that, is there anything like that's resolved from this, com- from this series that's been worthy? That's been worth it. Moving uh, on forward. Um, well, some people would be happy the fact that uh, the white man is dead and the black girl took his. Uh, his but he's uh, not dead. Well, I mean, he's. He's in suspended hibernation or whatever. Which is the furthest thing for being dead, doctor. <laughs> is he there? Is he there? Nurse, nurse, just bag this guy up. He's dead. Doctor, he's asleep. <laughs> nope, he's dead. He's, he's, he's dead. He's a vegetable. He's dead. He's, no. they, all right, they, they put him on the shelf so that they don't have to do anything. Oh, by the now. way, did we all love that BS shit again out of nowhere? That they just threw in, oh, but he had something, he's done something to himself, he's experimented on himself to the point that I was even afraid to take blood from him. Really, Beast? <laughs> <laughs> so so now you've just set up that, you know, Stark is obviously not going to be dead and, you know, some unknown deus ex machina is involved in his body. And yeah, I'm like, stop it. Just that, that was the most ridiculous. Do you feel like it was too much? Well, it, what, did, what did this thing turn out to be? Think about it. It, it was this whole thing that, because uh, it's again, and I brought it up the last time. The whole premise is shaky because of Danvers' question that's never answered by Stark right. or by yeah. anybody else. It's, it's the way that Stark tries to originally say, it, like, it's like, it's like, like I said, it's a um, type of racial profiling, which is it's not saying that guy looks like a villain, let's just arrest him. They're going off of a tip of a crime that's possibly going to happen. Then they're going there and... Until that one woman, the one that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they weren't just arresting people. They were just like staking it out. And then as the, as the thing was about to happen, they were there to stop it. That's what we saw. We didn't see them bursting in like, you know, to somebody's sleeping bedroom and then ripping them out and put them in prison. That's profiling to the nth degree. This was, I have a lead. I, I can already be there. And lo and behold, here they come about to do that thing. I'm arresting them. Yeah. That's what law enforcement is. I mean, if, if I call the cops and just say somebody's going to rob a bank, the cops are not going to wait. I mean, I say it's going to be an hour. They're not going to wait five hours to go, oh, he was right. <laughs> Before I go to ratings, um, do you think the story might have been a little bit more digestible if they would have done it that way? If, if the story was written where um, Danvers was getting people before they did anything they weren't even close to it, it. would have been too much um, first of all that would have been unlike her character it would have been like minority report but and, still. and also it would have been very akin to the uh, first civil war where mr fantastic was doing the nazi thing of putting people he just didn't like in prison basically you know so that's what it would have come down to i think that would have been a stretch and then there would have been no question of what side's right because imprisoning yeah. people for nothing would have been wrong um but we haven't hit the last oh, part which I'm of, sorry. you know so then we find out that after all this that Ulysses is massively oh, quickly right. evolving to becoming a a celestial being, not not the celestials, a being of the of the eternal universe. Yep, right. And I'm like, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, eternity shows up. I was very, <laughs> you know? very shocked by that. Shocked, I was disappointed. But what, 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 Even for Bendis, I was disappointed. In, in my head, the way it went was, hey, how's it going, bro? Yeah, you're having a trip, man. But guess what? You're evolving. You're evolving. <laughs> um, you want to join us? Yeah, you just saw all this stuff in different universes that might happen, but you want to join us? I know it's a trip. You want to join us? Yeah. Join us. Oh yeah, yeah you're joining us. <laughs> all right. Did we see, though, that did you notice that from some of the uh, flashes? I mean, I wonder if they're doing like the uh, the Flash TV show type thing. You know how like we'll often see clues of what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Um, like we saw like uh, yes. Thor had his hammer again. Right. Yeah. And it was a man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. Stuff like that. I mean, it was just what, interesting. What was the one with like all the reptiles? You know that one. I don't know. I mean, just it was the first one. Yeah, I don't know if that was the Commandy, like the Commandy boy, boy Commandy or whatever universe or whatever his name was. But I don't each, know. Each one there was a different version of Ulysses in there. 
Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I didn't. Even, wow, yeah. I gotta take a look at that. I, I think I skimmed a little too quickly over you, the pictures. Yeah. Uh, well, have it, have we're it, not it. a visual show. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's interesting. Though. If everyone open up your comic books, issue number eight to page, I'm guessing eleven. For, for those that you 15? have always wiped your asses and flushed them, too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Real quick. Are we retitling this thing? Um, retitling? I was gonna skip the retitling, but because Civil War is just, well, let's rename it. Okay, Ralph. Civil Snore 2, <laughs> The Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was going to call it Civil War 2, The Wrath of Blah. <laughs> I have two titles for this thing. It's either called Shut Up Woman, A Man Is Speaking, oh. or Black Superhero Lives Matter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, and I just snorted for that one. All right. Ratings for Civil War 2, the complete nine-issue series, zero through eight. I'm going to give it... He finally counted it right. Shit it. <laughs> I'm going to give it five... I don't change it. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll stay with it. Let's give it five... Five Riri whatever her name is. As Riri Williams? Riri, Riri whatever her name is. Because we, we're going to forget her soon. Yep. Out of ten. <laughs> Mike? Um, I really was not pleased with this. So I gave it three... The war between the guy that got peanut butter on his chocolate versus the guy that got chocolate on his peanut butter would have been more interesting out of 10. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, I give it five. Hey, Medusa, you're invading my personal space. And then his, and his head is like, oh, I think I like it out of 10. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Civil War Two. Sometimes things are best left alone at one. But don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a couple of seconds. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through! Hey comic fans, Shine and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger life heroes and tights, aka professional wrestling, then head on over to fourlifepodcast.com for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself taking behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. So listen, visit fourlifepodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Four Life Podcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it for life. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Yeah, okay. So now we're back. And now we're going to sink our teeth into the new DC animated movie, Justice League Dark. And once again, with a colorful synopsis, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Is it Justice League Dark or Justice League After Dark? Because that was like a little after dark. I, had to try, I, had to, I mean, come on, we're talking, we're so talking wait, about dark. So wait, you're telling me I have to talk about Justice League Dark, and I have a colorful thing. So all this is basically just slurring me the fact that I'm black. Yeah, pretty much. Keep, right. I'm glad you figured it this out. This is just <laughs> such a Trump universe nowadays. We were doing rock paper scissors to try to tell you to see who has to tell you that, but now yeah. that you figured it out on your own. We said we said not two tan boys. We ain't doing that. Yeah. I'm cinnamon <laughs> chocolate just for anyone. Cinnamon chocolate. That's the new one. Okay. <laughs> cinnamon right. chocolate. MFG. All right, Justice League Dark is the 27th and latest animated film in the DC Universe animated original movie series. I hate that name. Wow, that's a real long <laughs> name. It was directed by Jay Oliva from a story by J.M. DeMatteis and Ernie Altbacker. The film is based on characters from the Justice League Dark comic book created by Peter Milligan in 2011. It is the first Justice League film and second DC animated film to receive an R rating. Justice League, which I don't understand why, but uh, Justice League Dark serves as a collection of mystical it's heroes there's boobs. and anti-heroes banding together to stop supernatural villainy that would be nearly impossible to defeat by non-mystically inclined heroes. 
The animated film was released digitally on January 24th and will be available on DVD and Blu-ray on February 7th. All right. Woo. Synopsis. Faster than the Trump administration can tweet a lie, people <laughs> around the world have begun killing innocent humans that they perceive to be demons. The JLA, which now includes Nigga John and Hawkman, <laughs> Hawkman, for God's sake, realize the cause is prob- probably mystical. Uh, after they realize that, the JLA does absolutely nothing about it. Uh, meanwhile, a skeptical and grossly unnecessary Batman meets up with Zatanna and John Constantine, who use their completely convenient, ill-defined, and over-the-top magics to battle badness while collecting other supernatural teammates. With a storyline shakier than Michael J. Fox in an earthquake, oh, you might, too soon. Uh, you might think the highlight of the film would be Batman getting penetrated twice by the same guy. Oh. Well, that is until our creepy crusaders are attacked by a sentient shit monster, and I'm not joking. <laughs> Starring the, I have a feeling Kevin Smith had a little thing to do about that one because yeah, that was in his movie Dogma. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> Starring the voices of Matt Ryan as John Constantine, Jeremy Davies as Richie Simpsons, and both of those, by the way, were the people that were from the TV series. Right, that's what I heard. Uh, Camilla, Camilla Ludington as Zatanna, Jason Amara as Batman, Nicholas Tuturo as Deadman, Ray Chase as Jason Blood Etrigan, Roger Cross as Swamp Thing and Green Lantern, Colleen Villard as Black Orchid, Jerry O'Connell as Superman, Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Enrico Colantoni as Felix Faust, and Alfred Molina as Destiny. All right, so before we get to the review, press that button one more time. Whoops. And it didn't work. Wow. Hold on, hold on. We gave him one task. Press. Editing. Warning. (laughs) The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Okay, thanks again, Steve. So let's go into it. Justice League Dark. First question I'm saying right off the bat. Did you feel that this movie would be different? than the other DC animated films based on the title and also based on the first five minutes of what you got. Did you feel like this was going to be something different for you to, for you to watch? No, I pretty much thought it would follow the same formula. Something's happening, introduce the Justice League, they try to figure it out, they think they got it figured out, next, you know, twist, then they win. Um, pretty much that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope it would be something different, but I didn't think it would be something different. DC doesn't have a lot of imagination. Uh, here's what I here's, I felt like it was going to be different because of it's Justice League Dark, so you're dealing with a lot of um, dark, uh, or, or, or I don't want to keep using the word dark. Um, a, then stop a, using it. Stop dark. It. A, a, a lot more serious subject matter. Dark. Like, like the first five minutes of all these people being possessed and seeing things and, and kind of. Right, the fact stop. that they're <laughs> killing people actually doing it. I dark mean, yes, killings. that that did add, um, give something a bit more mature about it. Dark mature, you know. But, Stop. <laughs> but the but I mean, the title itself to me, you know, it's just dark, justly dark only because they're dealing with the dark arts. Of course. So well, like, I didn't think of it as in like that means it'll be grittier. I, I thought it was going to be because of the fact of I mean, they're dealing with the dark arts, but a lot of the dark arts stuff deals with, you know, killing and murder and all that stuff. And not that the, 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 the Justice League doesn't deal with that. Right. It's just. I guess I feel like it's a little bit more overt. I thought it was going to be more overt. In the first five minutes, I was very shocked with some of the stuff that I saw. It wasn't, it was the nature of it. It wasn't the actual visuals. Was it a dark nature? Will you stop? (laughs) Yo, get off the dark. Get off the dark. (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, I thought that it was going to be a little bit, because it's funny how DC Films has, has, since they've started the whole animated thing and they try to make it one universe now, Mm -hmm. I feel like they've tried to be more, you know, smart and gritty with their stuff. But now I'm like, okay, well, now they have a venue where they can do that. Right. And I felt like they fell flat. Well, it's 
it's once again, it's it just feels like ever since they started with their new fifty two stuff, that's what it that is. They're just like, oh, gritty means you know people die, and I'm like, that's that's not really. I don't understand where, who has this weird dictionary in <laughs> DC. You know, like like that. That grittier or more, you know, mature means gloom or it means death all the time. It's just, it's not. I'd like if you just told the story, it's just, it's just fine. <laughs> They're know? using uh, Jonah Hex's dictionary. I guess. <laughs> Gritty is dark and uh, death. And Stop it. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so I mean, yeah, but I mean, did I like the opening? I thought yes. I mean, it added like this sense of like, oh wow. But then the movie didn't hold up to it. Like, like I got the idea that the Justice League, you know, I mean, like you said in the synopsis, that they kind of came to the determination, like, wow, we can't handle this stuff. Like, like magic stuff, we can't mess, we can't mess with. So yeah, but then they did literally nothing. Like, like Batman's like, oh, I'll just go get Zatanna. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, any anybody could have just. I mean, it's she headlines a show. It's not like they had to like. You know, call to the forces of nature, and no, they could have just picked up the phone and been like, "Hey, is Zatanna there? Oh, she's on the show. Okay, I'll just go there and meet her afterwards." <laughs> but like, they didn't remember Batman left in a huff and a skeptical huff. Yeah. So they had no idea he was going there. Right. So it wasn't so, like it was, they, they weren't in on it. <laughs> yeah. So they just literally were like, "Yeah, we're not doing anything about this <laughs> at all." <laughs> and the only reason Batman went to find Zatanna is because Dead Man wrote was all, all up his ass. Yeah. He was more than balls deep in Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wrote all over his room, Constantine, Constantine, Constantine. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, so like they literally, the Justice League did zero to help at all. Now, you know? now, now um, you bring up Dead they Man. They even made it harder because when they were fighting, yeah. they got possessed. Of course, they make Batman hard. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, they make Batman hard. All oh, the time. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so Boston Brand, aka Dead Man, gets in- introduced. Um, how did you feel about his his role in the movie? I felt he was a little it comic felt relief. Like it, well, it's comic relief, definitely. Right. We know that's that was his role, right? But it felt very Deadpool e. Um, I didn't get his Deadpool only because I mean, it's, if you look back, I mean, except for the fact that he was on a more grave mission, uh, when you look back to the Justice League Unlimited when they introduced him. He was very similar. Remember when? Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't see that. Just you never saw that one. I know, I oh haven't. my god, dude, that's a great episode. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good episode. Because what happens is, um, his whole thing is he has to balance the scales, so he has to do more good in order to go into the afterlife. Right. In that episode, because of what he does, someone ends up dying, so the scales actually end up less balanced in his favor. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a show worth watching. Yeah, definitely. So you're saying in the show, he's he's like like the way yeah, he's in I mean, the movie. He, well, because I mean, he's dead, and I mean, he, he knows he has a quote-unquote mission to do, like like Ralph just said, to balance the scales. Otherwise, he's just like, I mean, again, take out mystical things. He's like, nothing can touch me. So he's just kind of happy-go-lucky. He's just kind of like, eh, what the hell? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I just felt he, he had that plastic man Deadpool feel where, you know, um, some comments are okay and other comments I'm like, oh, shut up. Come on. Yeah, I mean, they could have toned it a bit. I mean, like, if they had scaled it back, let's say, another 5%, I think that would have been closer to it, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I enjoyed him. I, I thought he was okay. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so now we. we what, uh, what, what do we think though about like the way we uh, the, the, what we got out of John Constantine and Zatanna? Because um, I just felt that they were just like 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 when you look at the show, even if you read Constantine comics, I mean, it's he's not Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? He's he's yeah. got to do things in order, like, or he has objects, or whatever. He's just like waving his hand and literally materializes booze and glasses. Yeah. I'm Dude, like, he's, I'm he's, like, that's like. You know, like godlike abilities. I was like, point. he made, he made, yeah. he, he made, um, um, blood say, um, say the, say the, yeah. the, the, the things that he His could chance. become Edgerton. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, and, and Zatanna, I'm like, I, I, I didn't like the fact that, uh, 
they gave us either a lot of backstory or at least a decent enough backstory of everybody else that was major to the story right. except for Zatanna and Constantine. And and I was going to say for me who who I don't read a lot, I didn't read a lot of Constantine when he was in the comic books. I didn't watch a lot of the shows. Right. So I know Didn't watch the movie? No, I didn't see the movie. Oh my god, dude. I didn't see that movie. No, no, no. Um and it's supposed to be really good even though Very it's Keanu good. Reeves. Yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah, but I never so I'm I'm familiar with him to an extent. Yeah. I know that he's you know, he's a, a gritty hero. And he's a bastard. <laughs> I mean, it's not even gritty. He's just a bastard. He's a very selfish guy. But, but yeah, I mean, that's my whole point, though, is that... He's a very selfish, selfless guy. Yeah. But that's the, the thing that, that you're pointing out is just that. That's It's like we... If you've never read Constantine right. or, or watched any of the show, you know nothing about him. Same right. with Zatanna. She's not, like, that popular that everyone should know exactly what she does. So it was just... You gave us no backstory on either of them. I mean, they didn't even comment that she speaks backwards. Yeah. Her spells. You right. know what I mean? Like, it was just like she's just mumbling stuff in tongues and she's like a goddess. Like, she's just able to do whatever she wants to. Exactly. And then shit happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did mention on how uh, Constantine did train her at some point. Yeah, but even that's vague. And also, he I never did. did. I, well, no, he, no, he trained her in a certain thing. Yeah. Like, not trained her. Remember, he's saying that, in other words, because she said, I don't like this aspect of the of magic. He was like, well, do as I trained you. You know, so yeah, because she learned from her father. I mean, that unless they're getting rid of that entire thing, you know. I don't know they are. And also, like, she's homo magi. She actually is natively magical. Yeah. That is that is her her difference to all of them. Unlike yeah. Constantine. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, with all this stuff on Zatanna and Constantine and, and um, Dead Man, did you feel Batman's um, presence was necessary for this tale. God, yeah. no. Yeah. He served literally zero purpose except for people to go, well, Batman's in, you should watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what purpose Batman served? He, he was the one guy who, in the midst of all this magic, would throw his batarang a few times and eventually it'd be useful. Right. Or or honestly, he's playing he's playing the role of, I I don't believe in magic, I just believe in logic. And Right, but the thing is, he didn't even do that. Like, in other words, he wasn't Scully. He yeah. was just like, eh, I don't believe this thing is magical, but I know Zatanna is the magic. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He went to, he didn't investigate on his own. He was right. like, he, remember, he, he didn't say I don't believe in magic per se. He was like, I, he just didn't believe the cause of all this was magical. But then he goes to a magical person right. and then goes with other magical people. So I'm like, his personality, everything he was used to, I mean, they could have had another Justice League member, someone with a little bit more reaction, I think would have been better. Or do you think maybe yeah. they could have left a, a Justice League member out of it and let the oh, Justice League talk? They you know how to let it should've. stand you alone? You know who would have been great? Was that? Well, I think the question. Uh, well, he would have hindered the story. And, and then you'd also have to like explain the question. Right. That's true. But because he would have, we're, we're Batman's uh, already established, and you know right. everybody knows Batman, so it's easier to follow. I get what they were trying to do right. because they're trying to get the tie-in to say, you know, this isn't, this is part of the same universe, and they're, um, they're, they're kind of like colleagues, you right. know. So you're like, oh well, Batman's there, so they're part of it, like a Justice League ish kind of right. thing. Well, but it didn't work. Well, I think what they should have done was again scaled back on the scope a bit of the danger that was happening. Instead of making it worldwide, it should have been building from America or wherever you wanted to. In that case, because it's not so like, oh my God, threatening the entire world, that then would have been the League saying, hey, we think it's mystical in nature. Batman being like, fuck that, I don't believe in it. He leaves, and then Superman and the, the people were like, you know what, let's contact Zatanna. Right. And then leave it in her capable hands. Yeah. Actually, like, like, like that, you know, that, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Something like yeah. that would have then it would have excused why they didn't do anything. 
And then, like, you know, only when things got bad towards the end and they have to show up because people are being injured severely, that makes sense. Otherwise, you didn't need any of the other JLA members in it. You just would have had the Mystical League dealing with it. You know? Right. I mean, it, I, I just, as I was watching Batman in it, and I love Batman in, in a lot of stories, but I just felt like he was, you know, he was just there. Yeah. Oh, he was. He, he, he served no purpose. He didn't really add much to it. Yeah. And then I think I was disappointed because I wanted more Justice League Dark characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely more characters, I think, from it. I, I really wish they had brought in, let's say, like Dr. Fate. You know, well, you saw his helmet in, in yeah. the, the House of was it Mysteries? House of Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they should have brought him in. Uh, well, except for the fact that they made a horrible spectacle over in the movie. Enchantress should have been there. That would have been interesting. You know, oh, I think right. that would have been better grouping of characters. Even though, I mean, I like Etrigan. I thought it was crappy that we're supposed to believe that his tale is over. I thought that was you introduced them, and because I like Etrigan, I like Jason Blood Etrigan. They're still the last remnants of the Hulk and Banner. Thing. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Whereas, because Jason Blood is constantly in battle dealing with Etrigan, yeah. whereas the Hulk, you know, Banner used to be in battle now, like, no one gives a damn. Right. You know, Etrigan, he would have a promising rap career. I'll tell you that. Because his rhymes are tight. <laughs> and on fire, yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> on fire. Oh, but, man. Uh, and by the way, did anyone, uh, so, you know, the, the, the people, unlike Cap, that actually watch a lot of the <laughs> current uh, superhero type things going on, uh, we now get to see Jason Amara where now? Where do we get to see the voice of Batman? Quick, quick, quick. Supergirl? Uh, nope. I don't know. Anybody? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's, oh, that's he right. Is, he, is Jeff, he is Jeffrey Mace. That's true. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The fake inhuman. Exactly. Thank you for spoiling something else. Yeah, that, that really was just a If whole you don't thing. know by now, dude, it just dude, came out. <laughs> It came out like two Last episodes ago. You can't help yourself. You have an addiction. <laughs> We're going to help you out Two episodes ago. Dude, that's not even a month. Right. That's, so, that's two weeks. Any, anyway, before you spoil some more stuff. Swamp Thing. I, well, yeah, Swamp Thing, I felt like they, I wanted them to add more of him. Yeah, well, he should have just been his own thing. Like, I mean, it's great to bring him in, but I think, again, you should have. he should just have his own movie. Then they could have had him in. I think he's a much more interesting. He's too interesting to be like, eh, we'll just call you in. You yeah. Know? And, and I mean, how did we feel about the villain? Because, and I know, I'm not jumping off the subject of Swamp Thing. Destiny. I'm just tying in Destiny. Doctor Destiny is actually who he is. Because the way Destiny dispatched both Etrigan and Swamp Thing, I was very, very surprised. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, his power was growing, and da da da. I mean, he's Doctor Destiny, who was never that interesting of a character. His biggest um, time that he was ever interesting was in Neil Gaiman's Sandman. There, they they did an excellent thing because that stone that he uses is actually part of uh, Lord Dream's stone. Oh, it's his dream oh, really? Stone. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the original. Definitely. Obviously, then I got to introduce. No, that they didn't they do any of that. Sandman, yeah. But I, I thought he was. I thought he was a good villain. I mean, I just think that they just didn't build him up enough. I actually thought Richie turned out to be a good villain. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that was a nice little twist. I, I saw that coming. Oh yeah, there was yeah, no way that, that wasn't happening. Um, I did think though that the whole. Where they were trying to be clever with Felix Faust, I thought that was too long. Yeah. Like, because um, Faust was our whole, like, red herring. Oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what was one of the funnier moments for me? Okay. When uh, they go to see Richie for the first time, and there's, the, like, those those shades that are waiting for him to die. Right. And then they go to Batman, and they're like, they're like, wow, they're really attracted to you. And they're like, this one has escaped us many times. What did he say him? He said he's just, he's, I thought they said something about 
he's had them escape. Maybe I misheard this. So they were saying he escaped them. Like, like oh, he's, okay. he's um, what's that whole thing? What? Uh, when you, you skip death, you like near death experiences you, or cheat yeah. death? Cheat death. There you go. So they say this one has cheated us many times, and then they surround him, and they're like getting close to his face, and he goes, "Boo." Yeah, that, and then they actually move away. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that that one actually, believe it or not, that actually pissed me off. I remember because I'm like, a, you can't see them. B, why would they be afraid of him? Well, he knows <laughs> he knows that no, but they're I'm, surrounding him because constantly said, "Wow, right. they're really attracted to you." Right. No, I'm still. I'm just like that. It was just such a oh, Batman. Everyone's afraid of Batman. I'm like, no, I don't think things this, that are that take the dead. Cheated us, but also it, it made no sense that like see, I kept thinking he meant like he cheated them with from other villains because. The whole point was they're not just death collectors. They specifically take people, the mystical community, to hell. Yeah. Neither of which Batman has any warrant to be at, you know. So that I also thought was like again, oh, we Batman's in the thing. We've got to make him seem so frightening that even these death harbinger things are afraid of him and want him. And I'm like, but why would they want him? He's a good guy. Right. Everybody but, wants Batman. Again, it just on. it was just that pandering, and I was just like, you don't need this, and it's taken away from the story. And by the way, when you saw those wraiths, did everyone else just go, is Harry Potter in there? Yeah. <laughs> Dementors? What? <laughs> no, we, we can't call them Dementors. That's copyrighted. We have to use shades or race. We can use race, but we're going to call them shades. DC people were like, can we just call them coons? No. Wow. No, you can't. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How hold about on. spooks? <laughs> That's close. <laughs> we'll think on that. It's, I'm going to quit and work for Trump. It's like, hold on, hold on. Let me check. Nigga John, can we oh can we call God. them coons? <laughs> Even I'm offended. <laughs> Speaking of uh, um, NJ <laughs> and not New Jersey, um, yeah. Um, how did you feel about um, the, the the Justice League coming in at the end to help out and support the the Justice League um, dark characters fighting um, Doctor Destiny again? Unnecessary. I felt it was very unnecessary. I, they should have just had them fighting. Them, like again, like I said, it should have been spreading throughout the city, and they were fighting on the fringes. That would have been good enough to say, like, okay, our heroes did show up. They're trying to help out on the outskirts, but back to our story, right? Because again, their threats weren't threats, yeah, and they weren't even cool. It wasn't like we got again, we didn't get a good brawl between, um, you know, mind fuck Justice League members versus the Justice League Dark. We didn't get that. It was just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we got pretty much Zatanna took care of all three of them, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so and like I said, that's what I'm saying. She's this powerful. I'm not saying she couldn't well, no, be, but it just was like oh, Batman okay. stopped uh, John because he took his ring. Which, by the and way, then tased him uh, again, again with the, uh, taking okay, the ring. Okay, so once again, I had to ask. I looked at that and I rewound it, looked at it again, and I'm like, okay, when John is, he's obviously surrounded by an aura of energy. Mm -hmm. we, we see that he deflects minor things off of that aura, yeah. which would mean you would deflect a person touching you because it's a shield around you. It's not. You know, so I'm like, you can't take the ring like that. It doesn't make sense. If he if he had lowered that shield, I would have been like, fine. But it's like he has the shield up, <laughs> you know. Uh, Batman has a little bit of yellow on his gloves just so that he could reach I don't in. even think that's their, their thing anymore. I don't think it's a thing anymore. <laughs> well, actually, no, it isn't ever since um ever since Parallax. All right. That they, they when they killed Parallax, they actually got rid of the impurity in the green, they said. Ah. Yeah. Well, but but yeah, but good try though. <laughs> a, a for effort. Yeah, no, exactly, but um, but yeah, I just that it's it's that same tired old Batman takes the ring thing. I hate it. You know, I'm like, stop, dude. I mean, between that, I mean, I mean, because I know you had a problem with it with the other Justice League movie when he did it to Hal Jordan, right? But but at least there, Hal was just sitting around like a normal person with the ring on. You know, I I got a question. So um, if you want to keep it, you put a ring on it. 
what does it mean when you take the ring off? Uh, Beyonce has a new song to write. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all that time. Three for, for me. <laughs> no, 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 it's actually for Mike. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Because <laughs> you hit it after Mike said it, not Team when effort. you said it. Where it goes, man. Team effort. <laughs> no, all right. Yeah, uh, but, you know, so... Uh, I'm not, I, I did enjoy it though. I mean, I, I thought it was fun you, wait, at times. Wait, at, despite all of that stuff, you still enjoyed it. I did at times. I mean, I did. I really do think that they went for action over substance. Because okay. if you if you looked at that storyline, I'm like, you don't have a lot of story going here. Like, nope. it wasn't interesting. The storyline was not interesting at all. It was just what can we throw at? What we can blast? How many cool effects can we say are magical? You know? Right. And, I, and it got old, I thought, fast. I, I was telling the cap that um, I was watching this while making um, patelitos with my mother, right? And most of the time, it's like, when you're doing that, you got to really focus on your work. Luckily, there was a lot of more action sequences where I could turn my head away and do what I needed to right. do. Yeah, yeah, it definitely isn't a movie you had to like, you know, pay a lot of attention to. Yeah, and I'll repeat what I said in the beginning. Um, I felt in the beginning it was gonna be one type of movie, and then to to follow its normal formula and then include the Justice League unnecessarily. I just felt like the movie could have done a lot better than what it did. Yeah, it was 100%. still don't get me wrong. It wasn't ju- it wasn't Batman Unlimited, right? But it wasn't it wasn't trying to think what's, the, what's a good comic book cartoon that that's out recently. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's been, a, it's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Well, there's that uh, Hulk with the... I haven't watched it still. The Monsters on Netflix. You seen that one? Not yet. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Anything else we want to cover before we go to ratings? And retirement. Um, I just want to let you guys know, uh, MC Etrigan uh, is playing in the uh, Apollo One Night Only. Wow. Yeah. The Apollo? The Apollo. Is, is, that, is that your stamp of where hip-hop lives? Oh, no, that's where he's going. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, bro. It's open mic night. All right, so let's go. Before we go to rating, let's go to renaming the, the movie. Rename the movie. I'm going to go with, very similar to my um, Civil War name, um, Justice League, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it's a blind, eh kind of theme for me. Ralph? Justice League, not so dark with a little bit of green. Ooh. <laughs> and Mike? I, I name it House of Mystery, Script of Mediocrity. <laughs> All right. Ratings for Justice League Dark. Mike. I give it six. It's strange, just not Doctor Strange out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it five. You can do that the swamp thing, pull the human out of him? Yeah, that was that was out weird. of out of ten. <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. Ralph? I'm gonna give it seven. Swamp thing tears. Do they make things grow or die? Out of ten. <laughs> That's an interesting question. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Justice League Dark. Maybe it should have been left in the dark. Depends on what your opinion is. But hey, guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. So you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy... Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, Find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook 
and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now we're more dark. <laughs> Is that your clever line? More dark? More dark. Well, at least we heard you this time before you were like doing the old marble mouth thing. Now we're more after. Okay, stop. Stop. That's just creepy when you whisper. Okay, all right. You know the segment. I give quick questions without whispering. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we rarely make it under a minute, but we're hitting episode 100. We do a couple more times to finish on time. <laughs> you I'm can't even complain about these questions, dude. Who, who told I you always that? complain about your questions. I know, but, these, but we have a good shot of actually getting it under a minute. Nah. Eh, I mean, we have a good shot of getting hit by a meteor. We don't have a good chance happening. of starting this thing under a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, go. Okay, big battle. Doctor Strange versus Constantine. Who wins? Ralph. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme or Wizard that requires preparation? Hmm. H. I, I wonder. Okay. <laughs> Mike. Well, he already said Doctor Who wins. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange would kick his limey ass to the dark dimension before Constantine could light a cigarette. All right. <laughs> Eddie Brock is coming back to reclaim the mantle of Venom. Do you think this is a wise move or a whack move? Mike. Wickedy whack. Uh, I'm surprised Brock is even alive again. I, ah, Marvel, always afraid to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> Ralph, Eddie, who? Damn! <laughs> wow. Okay. Name a multi-comic book event that you think should have warranted a sequel. Ralph, Spider Verse. Wow. <laughs> Mike, none. The good ones are complete, and the bad ones should never be heard of again. <laughs> I'm not trying to be vague, but they all suck otherwise. Last question: Deadshot, Deathstroke, Hawkeye, and Bullseye enter a last man standing battle. Who comes out alive? Ah! But we'll do it. We'll keep going anyway. Mike, uh, Deathstroke. He has the strength of ten men. Uses ninety percent of his brain simultaneously. Has heightened speed, agility, and stamina, and has a healing factor in his blood. You should research a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and that's not the button. That's me. <laughs> Ralph. After you're fucking chuckling at that. Okay. Um, well, first, you got three snipers up in there, right? Right. With one guy who does close quarter combat and who's pretty much unkillable. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so he's once they start shooting at him, he's going to know all their locations and he goes and kills them, takes them out one by one, or he might even pit them against each other, and then take the last person out. Yeah, pretty much. So Deathstroke. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's a pretty efficient killer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, now it's funny because we, we joked around about the questions beforehand. Do you think the answer would be different if it was Deadpool? I know Mike gave well, his like, answer. Like I said, Deathstroke has a healing factor, but his is not anywhere. It's not even Wolverine level. Yeah. Like like that's why he can't regenerate his eye and stuff like that. Um, right. And he heals to a point, but I mean. Deadpool is unkillable. I mean, literally unkillable. Right. <laughs> so the most they could do is like chop off his head, and then his body won't be able to do anything. But his head will still be alive. Right. I mean, yeah. the thing He'll is, kill though, him like, by annoying him to death. I mean, the, the thing is, though, that even with those characters, which they always act like there's no way to kill him. Like, if you just put his body in a vat of acid, it will dissolve. I mean, he's not coming back from that. <laughs> you know. Wow, that's very interesting. Okay. Nah, I didn't but, even think about I that. Mean, fat of asses are so hard to come by now. It's the like, Joker has tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he makes his own acid out of his urine. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That's quite the, it's quite the golden shower. And then, <laughs> and like, Trump is there. <laughs> wow, we have so many Trump jokes. Oh, this is going to be our next four years, huh? <laughs> All right, shout outs. Do we have any shout outs? Oui, oui. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. Shout-outs, gentlemen. Do we have any shout-outs? Ralph, do you have any shout-outs? Yes. I would like to shout-out uh, you people to listen to us on Google Play, also on Stitcher. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave us a review. That'd be nice. Why do, you, why do you sound like Cisco um, in the latest episode of The Flash when they had the robotic Cisco? Because <laughs> I am a hologram. Which uh, on a podcast which we can't see. Well, sounding more like he was a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> holla, 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 holla. Let me holla. Holla, 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 holla. Mike, any shout outs? Shout out to my wonderful sister that never listened to my podcast. Um, but also but to, it's on the record now that we you said it so good. Exactly. Uh, to Aaron, who's finally catching up again. Let's see how long it takes it before she hears this. Before she gets bored. Exactly. Hi, Aaron. And to, I don't know. Is Chris Guzman still listening to us? Chris Guzman. I, I mean. He likes he, well, then he better be listening to us. So this is a shout out to you. Let's see if he responds. And, all right, all right midget Superman, <laughs> take your best shot. And of course, to Jamal and Anwar. Fuck Jamal. Wow, <laughs> this is bitter over here. Jamal, just send him like a, a gift basket with nothing in it, and then he'll feel better. <laughs> send him a, a, yeah. a used condom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. That, and it doesn't have to be yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Moving on from Jamal. Jamal, I love you, bro. Um, Anwar, I, I sent out, uh, he put something on Facebook, and I was like, dude, where are you? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't, haven't seen him in a while, so hopefully he's doing okay, and hopefully he's still listening. So, Anwar, if you're listening, yo, hit me up. Um, I got a couple shout-outs. Um, of course, shout-out to Bosch and Cheyenne over at 4Life Podcast. Woo! Hope, and they're, they're doing things pretty well, even though we got snubbed for being on their show a couple of weeks ago. because somebody. We no, 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 not we. Not we as in you, me, and Ralph. Ah. We as in me and my wife, Gigi, oh. who we were supposed to be on the show for. They were doing like a, a, a year-end awards thing. And then I think one of the hosts came in late. And they're like, oh, we'll postpone it. We're going to redo it. And then I look on the on their um, episode list, and they did the episode already. I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't want to have you on the show, and they didn't yeah. want to tell you. I mean, like, Ralph and I are going to record episode number 97 once you leave. Dude, yeah. you, still have, <laughs> you still haven't recorded past episode five when I wasn't here. I, I'm very integral to this process. You guys. mean the one known as the golden episode? No, the golden episode is is episode alpha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that failed miserably. Good time, come on. Yeah, that failed miserably. Our singing or, or the episode? Both. Both. <laughs> I could fucking write. I could, I, Mike doesn't have to be here. I could write his responses, and they would be lame. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just acting like you. All right. Um, also, shout out to Joe. Joe is um, gonna be. Wow, well, I'm not gonna say his age, but happy. Happy birthday, Joe. His birthday is February 2nd. With the world's Day. oldest intern? Where is my coffee? And where is my <laughs> folded laundry? Oh my Where's God. my dry cleaning? I have no underwear. Where's our press passes to Comic-Con? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to JP. Loving that Star Wars. Loving that Star Wars action. And finishing up um, um, Sons of Fate. He's, I think he's like 95 or 98% Yeah, done. and if you're wondering, JP, you know he has not sent it to us. Oh shoot! That's right. I gotta send it to you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's tried to deny it. Still waiting. No, I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Still waiting. All right, all right. And f- of course, the shout out to my lovely wife, which tomorrow will be celebrating our second year anniversary. Woohoo! Woohoo! What? Wow, damn. And her face looks like total excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's just so jumping real. up and down with joy inside. Yeah. You, you should see what makeup. <laughs> 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 you see that eye roll? It's prettier with makeup. <laughs> She's got that excited look of watching two slugs have sex. <laughs> What'd you say about sex? <laughs> to a married man? <laughs> the thing you don't remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right. 
right, so I think on that note, we're just going to put a nice little bow on this show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, my wife Gigi, and my daughter Rai Rai in the background, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and shows are starting, start catching up.